Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Cheerio, Russell. And cinnamon toast crunch to you. What's with the monocle and cravat? Oh, I just figured since we're discussing proper British English today, it calls for a little sophistication. Uh-huh. In the Disney years? Well, when I showed Rob my outfit for the recording, he asked if I was taking the Mickey, so I swapped out the crown I was wearing. Good choice. Make him feel more at home talking to Americans. Exactly! Rob's your uncle. No, he's not. Hey there, my name is Bree. And I'm Suze. We're the hosts of Crime and Spirits, a true crime and cocktail podcast. Do you love spooky stories and all things true crime? How about themed cocktails? Do you love those too? Well, that's perfect, because so do we. Yeah, in fact, we love them so much, we made an entire podcast all about it. Every week, we bring you a new episode that covers a different case or topic of interest. But first, we'll need drinks. Don't you worry, we've got you covered there. Every week, we'll teach you how to make a handcrafted cocktail that ties into the theme or topic in some way. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much every other platform available. New episodes roll out every Sunday. So buckle up. And sip tight. We can't wait to talk some true crime with you. Bye. Welcome to Getting Down and Wordy. I'm Russell Perkle. And I'm Hannah, and I am also on the podcast. And with us today, we have a special guest whose uh, name has yet to be determined. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> Rob Words from the popular YouTube, uh, let's say, linguistics etymology uh, video series. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, you, can just call, you can just call me Rob. My name is Rob Watts. Um, and, and I sort of, I gave the, the name of the channel approximately 30 seconds thought <laughs> when I was coming up with it, because I didn't think anyone was ever going to actually see it. So I just went, Rob Words, Words, that kind of, kind of sounds like my name, Rob Watts, let's go with that. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not pretending that my name, my surname is It Rhodes. really, it's not. you put a lot of ownership on it, because it's like, you, you're naming the uh, whole investigation after yourself, so... It really, mm. I don't know, you're, you're a little bit conceited, I, I gotta say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do say it's time for another Rob Words or something along those lines. <laughs> Stealing words <laughs> and like, oh, <laughs> uh, How long have you been doing the, the video series? Uh, t- about two and a half years, there or thereabouts, which I don't think is very long. It doesn't feel very long. Um, I started it, I suppose it must be three years, actually, because I started it just before the pandemic. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was because I just, I just got my first job doing television here in Germany, and I felt very uncomfortable talking to the, the camera back then. Um, so I thought, well, if I could sort of set up a little way that I can do it on my own ti- in my own time. Which is what what happened, and and I made the little YouTube channel, and then eventually I started to care about that more than my television job. Yeah. So this television job is it in the English language, or do you speak German? For it's it? in the English language. Yeah, I, it's for so Germany has a an international broadcaster called 
Deutsche Welle, which mm-hmm. is in English and is aimed at the rest of the world. Actually, it's in many, many languages. They've got over 30 different languages that they broadcast in, mm-hmm. but one of them Ooh. is is English. Uh, yeah, and it's aimed at everyone except Germans, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hey, Rob, are you from Britain or America? I'm from the UK. <laughs> just, just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were <laughs> we were talking about like uh, earlier your British accent. Um, you have a clearly noticeably British accent, but I don't know if I would identify. Okay, this guy's like Cockney, or this guy's speaking like RP, or some other variation i think there's another one called like northender or something <laughs> what's what's the one that no one can understand way up north well uh, there's all sorts going on up far north there's you know you, you travel 20 miles in the uk and you get a completely different accent and you know from from town to town it changes <laughs> so a lot of people say that the geordie accent which is what's spoken in the northeast is quite difficult to understand mm-hmm. um and then uh, you know in the in the northwest you've got the liverpudlian accent that's very well known of course and and manchester which is just next door has got a completely different accent as well i think so far as my own accent's concerned you only really get much of a clue if i if i say things like uh, bath path and grass or get the bus to London, which I would never do because it'd be far too far away. So I've, I've, I'm from the north of England. I'm, I'm from the, above the line where Bath and Bath sort of um, diverge. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that funny? How like north, south, east, west? These are so like uh, political. Like you know, it's like in United States, everything west of. New York is the West, which is which is quite far east still. You know, it's like uh, mm-hmm. in Louisiana, I grew up in. I guess it's considered the Midwest. Well, it's considered the South, but uh, as far as east to west, I would not consider Louisiana goes, the Midwest. What are you talking about? It's right below. It's right below Michigan, and Michigan is considered the Midwest. It, is it not? That Michigan is considered the Midwest, but Louisiana has like five states between us. Yeah, but from east to west, we're we're oh. in line. You know. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying exactly, right? So you do you don't even perceive Louisiana as being the same distance from uh west, but anyways. But yeah, England I I think is a little similar, right? It's oh, like yeah, uh, abso- it, it absolutely got- is. I mean, you, you you know, directions north, south, east and west. I I think they're conceived of to be deliberately objective, but somehow we managed to objectify them. And what, what, the joke that people like to make in London when they sneer about Northerners, it's they say everyone who's a Northerner who's from uh, north of something called the Watford Gap, which to most people in England um, is just the name of a service station on the motorway. And it's about <laughs> a mile out of London. Right? I, I mean, London is obviously what? very far south <laughs> and anything north of there. There are a lot of Southerners still north of the Watford Gap. But I, that is hilarious! Wow. Yeah. So uh, honestly, the UK, the way that UK uh, gea, uh, geology, ge, geom, <laughs> that's not geometry, not the one, that's not the, not one. the one either. <laughs> Keep going, Geo dude. No, uh, that's geo, a Pokemon. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> geocaching. Geothermal. Geoorge. No, that's just a mispronunciation of George. Okay. Keep going. Jeff. <laughs> Nope, he's wrong. Yeah, let's let's talk Crap. about the British Jeff, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> let's not. <laughs> we'll let you save that for a video. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't want to pass up just uh, gushing over how how 
incredible your videos are. Like, I, I love them. Mm-hmm, I watch please. them pretty much all the time. I, I, I secretly consider just like making episodes of this podcast based on research you already did. <laughs> you know? Well, you're, you're welcome <laughs> to it. The fan cast. It's so fun. You have such a great YouTube channel. Well, thank you very much. Um, it, it's just driven by finding things interesting. I mean, I'm not a linguist, you know. I'm, mm. I'm, I, I've mm-hmm. been a journalist for as long as I've, I've been anything. Um, and I sort of treat the, the, the things that I do the same as I treat news stories. I just find out as much as I can about it and then try to put it in a way that's easy to understand. And it's not based upon my own personal knowledge of linguistics and etymology and such. It's all just research. Oh. It's, it's, yeah. I'm, I, I, I speak as a fan, not as an expert. Sure. Yeah, I, I think there's. <laughs> I two... think we both identify with that too, because we <laughs> are not yeah. professional linguists. We know very We're little. <laughs> speakers, we know how to speak English. It's pretty. I mean, yeah, and I, I, I actually am English as well, which really quali- qualifies you me are, greatly. Aren't yeah, you? my parents were English. <laughs> yeah, <really bad. laughs> wow, incredible! Yeah. If you want to know about English, <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, we're. You we're are just, just uh, full English. I can see the beans. Americans, yeah. I like that. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think there's two big pitfalls when doing like uh, etymology or linguistics for like edutainment. One, one is like it's kind of there's this so what factor where it's like you can tell someone about some word root or, or whatever. It's not necessarily interesting, you know, like I've read a lot of like books about etymology and stuff. And sometimes they're trying to be so clever with like, oh, this is related to this and so on. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, that's that's a fascinating thing you just said. But am I really fascinated enough to care or whatever? So, yeah, (laughs) I, I think you do a great job of like making it interesting in a way that appeals to people and i I don't even know what that x factor is really for us we try to just be very chatty about it and hope that kind of gives people an impetus for listening you know but you guys you guys totally get it and i mean when i listen to you guys i have all these sort of oh moments and that's that's because the what you're talking about there Russell. i think the difference is it's it's not enough to just say oh this is related to that and people are like okay fine it has to surprise <laughs> it has to surprise the other person yeah, it has yeah. to be related to something they didn't think it was going to be related to i think yeah yeah and, and that's the other kind of pitfall that came to mind for me is like the other is like there's lots of interesting etymology stuff i'm doing finger quotes uh that people already mostly know or, or it's not really like a rare fascinating fact you know and I, I think you and your podcast, you do a very good job of selecting things that aren't already like there aren't already a thousand videos about it or something, mm-hmm. you know, which is really key. Yeah, I think so. There's also got a lot of sort of false etymology going around. Yeah. And if if you are going to oh, yeah. present any of those etymologies, you've then got to also explain why that was false and, <laughs> you know, the next step or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the nice thing I get when I post my videos is I get a lot of people commenting with their own insights on stuff. And that's the thing I really like. But if there's like really obvious stuff um, that I've missed, then it, 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 it all gets expressed in the, in the comments, which is always very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> are your commenters, uh, are they generally helpful or are they generally, maybe you should have kept that to yourself. They, I would say they are generally <laughs> helpful. I would say that 
an awful lot of them know a heck of a lot more about the subjects I talk about than I do. Because I flit around, (laughs) you know, I'm quite flighty. Um, Anytime I touch on one subject, I know less about it than just about anyone who knows even a lot of it. You know, I've spent a few weeks researching this. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've just done a PhD on it. So, okay, I defer. This is a a thing that happens to us sometimes is we'll research a topic for the podcast, but then sometimes we'll mention something else that we didn't really research so much. And always we get it like super, super wrong, you know, because like we only know about the thing that we just read that day, you know, so uh, this is this is a danger for sure. Are are the comments generally nice? Because like we we live in fear of ever getting even a little bit mean comment because we're both very that's uh, why we're not popular because we're (laughs) so terrified of mean people well youtube has a wonderful filter for comments you know uh uh, yeah and you can set that to be as strong or as weak as you like i just have it at the sort of default setting but that protects me mostly Mm -hmm. i get corrections through but i i very rarely get something that is openly offensive about my freakish face or whatever (laughs) Uh, but you could i could go and look in the pandora's box that is you know the 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 blocked comments section but i never do for for my own sake (laughs) (laughs) wise good to know uh so just to be you know as crystal clear as possible you can you can find rob's videos on uh Rob Words at YouTube. I believe you're on TikTok as well. Same same handle, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And uh, right. any anywhere else you want people to find you on, direct them to your German news show or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you if you look up uh, DW News, occasionally my face will pop up, uh, and also on Twitter. You know the the the, the mm-hmm. cesspit that it is becoming um, <laughs> as Rob Words YT YT for youtube uh, but i still i still hang around i still hang ah. around on there i'm going down with the ship yeah I, we've still oh, got okay. the account i don't really go to it anymore <laughs> yeah it's not so fun these days right? but it's still there yeah no i've never had my own twitter account and now you can't even view tweets without having an account and it's just like well, off Elon Musk. yeah yeah that's how much money wild. do you need you have an emerald mine. i mean they've, they've actually yeah, started I mean, to to um, resent us reading tweets now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, think, I think it might have lost its way. <laughs> it could be, yeah. I mean, once once the uh, site started, like, in your, you know, mentions, direct, like, uh, new tweets, whatever section, you know, your notification section, once it started recommending me Elon Musk's tweets he had made, that was kind of the straw that broke the back for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's the only person I've ever muted, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, burn! <laughs> oh, suck on that, Elon Musk! Uh, so we were, we were discussing kind of like, okay, getting to these lesser-known uh, little etymology facts or interesting tidbits. You know, uh, which, by the way, I, I read that in UK, maybe you say titbits. Yes, <laughs> this is Can one of this is one of my this? things that I, I wanted to mention during the course of today, actually, yeah. because I think we were going to try and talk at some point about, uh, you know, that the, the, there are a lot of terms that in Britain that we sneer at when we hear Americans say yeah. them. We oh. think of them as sort of newfangled or, or, you know, or mistakes, you know, that have just caught on the wrong side of the Atlantic. And <laughs> yeah. uh, tidbit, I think, is is one of those, right? The The sort of folk 
idea of why that has come about is there's this story about, you know, the Americans being very uh, puritanical and the idea of saying Mm. tit being (laughs) (laughs) we intentionally avoided it well that's relatable i I do feel a little a little uncomfortable every time i need to say tit yeah (laughs) i honestly logical i was just about to say well what do you say boob like i I, I do now (laughs) i'm loving that one Yeah, there are some wonderful alternatives that haven't even been explored. Like, what about titty bit? You know? Oh, that's quite that a good one. <laughs> yeah, nice little boob bit. Yeah, I, I think what you're what you're getting at is, that, of course, tidbit is the older, in fact, the oldest form. Right? Yeah, I mean, they both they both um, emerge at the same time. You know, they're 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 they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're the same thing, really. Just just mm-hmm. variants on it. They both come from before spelling was standardized or whatever, and everyone was just dropping their turning their t's into d's and and vice versa and uh, the same thing it was chaos it was the old west of of language indeed indeed, yeah that is a very interesting breast segment (laughs) i like that one too i got a cutlet or something (laughs) now now i just feel like i'm eating some chicken or something tidbit right (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, so so well, today our, our intention is to talk about uh, these lesser known differences between British and, and American English. We all know like elevator lift, we all know apartment flats, uh, lorry, truck tends to be pretty common knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot that you really don't even notice until you finally do. You know, you, you don't know about them until you know about them. And uh, we'll get into that today. And um our song we're discussing is, uh, to be quite honest and vulnerable here, probably my favorite song. <laughs> like, I what? love these guys so much, and I can't explain why, and I feel very embarrassed about how much I love them. But uh, we're going to talk about Pete and Bass, uh, the, uh, what would you say, septogenarian UK grime rappers. So they're they're both in their 70s at this point, and and they uh appear to be ri- appear to be rapping uh in the style of grime or maybe UK drill. I can I can never tell the difference between the two. <laughs> I don't even know what those are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think it's, thing, I think it's the, grime. Um, this one, there's not okay, enough. Good yeah, know, there's not good quite enough anger in it for. For uh, for drill, I don't think drill's scary. <laughs> apparently, so so the newspapers have told me. So there's some pretty <laughs> scary stuff in these in these songs as well. IMO, but it's I don't know. Not not scary. <laughs> yeah, I was very very surprised to go on lyricsgenius.com and or genius.com with lyrics, uh, I guess, um, and find out that this song is about dealing drugs. yeah i mean they'd certainly fall more on the the angry like grumpy grandpa side than the like nice sweet werther's originals distributing side of the coin oh man if if my grandpa talked like this if my grandpa tried to tell me some of these stories i would probably call a home (laughs) uh and of course, usually we pick a song. Today we did pick a song, but the funny thing is, as far as I can tell, there's actually no title for this song. Uh, you can find it by looking for a Pete and Bass plugged in with fumes that engineer press play, but none of that's the song title. So this is just kind of a series that this uh, producer Fumes does. And um, 
appears to be untitled. If you look it up on lyric sites or Spotify, whatever, uh, they just never got around to making a title for it. I guess. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but this is their most popular one. So. I think the conceit is uh, that it's it. it's somehow freestyle, right? And that it, yeah, it's, it's not something oh, yeah. we sat down and wrote and gave a title. This is just we're just spitting. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it hundred <laughs> percent for sure. <laughs> um, I I chose these guys because I like them, and I always thought, man, I want to talk about this group eventually. But also, so I had some other ideas in mind. My my first idea was to try to do Twenty One Savage, the American uh, rapper. I I don't know if you guys are familiar with this guy. No, I'm not. But yeah, so I'm very surprised that an American rapper uh, is is spitting out UK slang. He's not. So he 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 sings. He raps in a very American style. Uses the trendy American slang of the day. But a few years back, uh, it came out that he is actually British. Uh, what? So <gasps> and it came out because it turned out he had he was he's essentially an illegal American in the United States now. He had kind of overstayed his visa. Uh, but he so he immigrated to the United States from the UK when he was seven years old, which I think is a very interesting age because it's not mm-hmm. so old that you will probably never lose your accent, but it's not so young that you probably will lose your accent either it's kind of in the middle where uh, for me i i feel very uh suspicious i feel like at that point you should still have some uh kind of evidence of your british accent if you're speaking in your normal natural way which he really does not you know so uh we'll get into it when we're speaking a little bit more about the accents but i absolutely have an answer for why that is cool sounds good Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, wait, uh, with bated breath, as they say. Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I have thought about him, which I, I think is a very interesting topic, but I don't think there's a lot you can say about it. Because, again, I, I've poured through lyrics and lyrics, and there's really not a lot of evidence of, you know, UK phrasing of any kind, even in, like, I don't know, preposition use or something very crazy like that. So uh, he's he's done a very good job of imitating the american style you know mm-hmm. um there's because he's obviously not one of us he only came here when he was seven <laughs> <laughs> i mean what does it take to become an american so <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we yeah. do your music we put Apparently on your accent more than that he got in trouble <laughs> build that wall guys build it really high so <laughs> the brits can't get in Finally, it comes out. I'm actually a huge conservative anti-immigration. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that, that's one. Of, that's one of the the differences between British English and American English that I find most amusing is is that I, I, in America, do you know what the word Trump means in British English? I heard about this in my research, but no, I had no idea before. Yeah, I mean, so what is it so again? I mean, in, in American English, it used to mean to like uh, uh, defeat somebody, like yeah, I'm like in a this, tricky uh, way, like yeah. the Trump card. It's way more puerile in British English. It, it's a fart, right? <laughs> so you so, you spent four years with a president fart, as far as we're concerned. Really hilarious, yeah, and, and, incredible. And, and it, it, was, it was all the more baffling to us that he was taken seriously <laughs> as a political oh. force with the name alone. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ivana Trump, I Ivana Trump sounds like a, you know, 
Uh, ah, it's yeah, like one of those jokes like on uh, The Powers. Simpsons that Bart would call in that, to the bar. Yeah, that is incredible. The funniest. <laughs> Because he, he claims Scottish ancestry, and he's super proud of his Scottish ancestry. How does that not occur to you when you're naming your child? And, and, he's, and he's put the word Trump at the front of the name of all of his Scottish <laughs> golf courses as well. <laughs> Incredible. I am never going to refer to him as anything but President Fart. President Fart. Maybe his, his uh, ancestors were, like, just particularly gassy so this is how they got the, yeah. the last I, mean, I have seen pictures of mary trump and yes <laughs> true yeah she she looks like she's mid fart in most of the, <laughs> most of the photos Always. we have <laughs> um and so the 21 savage seems to be able to sing in a pretty american way like uh without too much effort i guess uh, and this is generally true, you know, like, uh, I think if you listen to Rolling Stones, Beatles, Amy Winehouse, uh, whatever, you wouldn't necessarily say, okay, I hear the British accent, you know, it, it's a big question for a lot of people. Uh, are they singing with a put on American accent, maybe even like, subconsciously, they've imitated other rock music they've heard, whatever? Or does music just kind of have like a neutralizing effect? On accents, yeah. I got some insight on this f- recently from a, a friend who'd had. He's a musician, but he doesn't normally do vocals. But he he got himself a sort of quick crash course in singing, and he was advised that the he should put on an American accent because the nasality of the, this accent, this this sort of musical way of singing, because it's not. It's a very specific American accent that the the British singers are putting on. You know, it's not yeah. from the deep south mm-hmm. or anything. Um, it's just it just makes certain notes easier to hit. Ah, fast. Yeah, I just enjoy, I never cool. thought of it like so that. Put on a Beyonce. And then I was thinking about like yeah, gotta... Elton John is like a really good example of it. This isn't a guy who's trying to sound like an American necessarily, but he's undoubtedly singing with an American accent. That's very surprising to me. Um, I did choir for one year in high school. And the one uh, lesson that I remember taking away from it is the the teacher told us that uh, to make us sound better, we should all sing with British accents. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, maybe it's a grass is always greener thing. Maybe all the Brits are trying to sound... American, all the Americans are trying to sound Brit. Or maybe British uh, English just harmonizes better. I don't know. Uh, Probably not. There's 40 dialects. That's not a very harmonious (laughs) language. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which accent did your uh, choir teacher have in mind? I wonder. Like, Mm. I'm sure you weren't all trying to sound like chimney sweeps or (laughs) something, you know? (laughs) Well, it was the aughts. So uh, it was mostly uh, Lord of the Rings. So. Yeah, you, everybody in this room has seen Lord of the Rings. Do that, but sing. Oh, true. Yeah, everybody loves Lord of the Rings. Can't go wrong there. Oh, yeah. That's that's for sure. Um, I think that there are a few genres of music that really like give the lie to this idea that uh, the accent gets neutralized, or people just generally sing kind of in a way that, coincidentally or not, sounds a bit American. One is like, you know, country music, there's a very strong accent there, you know, and mm-hmm. um, so it's clear that the accent can come through very clearly in in uh, music. I, I think UK grime and, and drill is another example of 
music where there's a very strong British accent that that's very、mm. easy and very iconic to to hear and notice. And and、know. I think in, in, what would you call? Sorry, Hannah. No, after you. Oh, I think in in the other song that we're we're hoping to to look at later as well, it's very clear English accent <laughs> in there as well. <laughs> yeah, very very clear. Don't you worry. <laughs>、yeah. uh, what accent do Pete and Bass have? That it's very it, it's almost Cockney, and I I think I detected some Cockney rhyming slang in here, but there's also some Irish slang and、huh. like. Uh, I don't. What accent? Or where do we、How、know do where Pete and Bass are、it? from? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a Cockney accent that they're singing in. I would say、okay. grime is is not traditionally like sang in a Cockney accent. It's this this modern London accent. The sort of Cockney accent itself、oh. is kind of dying out. I think we've pretty much got the last generation that's that that speaks like that. You know, I don't think they're going to be around、mm-hmm. for much longer. Their kids are speaking this slightly different London accent, but. The interesting thing about Pete and Baz is that there is no chance that it, they speak with the modern London accent. They, they, they you know, <laughs> the actual guys, and I've heard them speak, and they speak with a with a Cockney accent. And、yeah. I, actually, I should, you know, I say Cockney. Maybe I should be. Maybe I'm wrong to say Cockney. Maybe I should just be saying London. I don't. I mean, a co- the definition、right. of Cockney is very specific.、Um, so to a per- is it? What's the definition of Cockney?、I'm、well,、curious. it's you have to have been born. In a place from which you can hear the bells of a specific church, Bow Church. Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about you know, oh yeah, I was born within the within the sound of bell, Bow Bells is what they say.、Um, <laughs> so the sound of the Bow Church. So it's it's you know, I guess these bells are pretty loud. So it's quite a big <laughs> a big、Whoa. space in、uh, the east of London.、Uh, yeah, that's but that's、I、very always, specific. I always get the feeling like grime.、Uh... This UK rapping style, they they generally like the either the Cockney accent or maybe it's just this kind of like a metropolitan London accent, South London accent, or whatever is just a part of the genre. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think you, I think you're totally right. And I don't know how、I'm... many of the people who who sing it actually. Legitimately have that accent in their real life, you know. <laughs> I think I I would give I mean, them the benefit of the doubt. Adele, right? What is Adele's、um, accent? I don't know what she sings. I don't she think speaks, it's Cockney. She's Cockney. Is she? Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she's got. Is she?、Um, it's, it's the, you know, the, you know about the estuary accent, right? Which is the estuary. Estuary. Oh gosh, that's hard. Uh, but but it's difficult、estuary? to say for us Americans for sure. <laughs> it's、uh, <laughs> but it's the accent that's spoken actually most widely in in the UK. It turns out, even though it's an accent that I, I、mm. sort of I'm not I'm not a big fan of. But it's it it goes from、uh, you know uh, Kent, uh, which is the far east,、uh, all the way across. It can be heard as far as Cornwall, right, which is in the the, the far west, although、mm. you know sparsely, and that's、um, the sort of accent that、uh, Adele has, for example.、Um, there's a lot a, a lot、mm. of I think they call it fronting. I might be wrong about this, where the thuzz turn、mm. into fuzz. Um, And you're、ah, saying like、sure. instead、yeah. of like,、um, uh-huh. yeah.、Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. That's I very feel like、accent. the biggest fraud of all time now. <laughs>、um, I was in one uh, uh, play in、uh, high school, and I surprisingly I played a, a little old woman with a Cockney accent, uh, and uh, you know it was just a little high school production with six people in it. 
And uh, the little sister of uh, one of the other cast members afterwards uh, came up and said, I loved your accent so much. And she asked me to sign her um, her uh, little playbook, a uh, playbill. And uh, I just feel like the biggest fraud now because I had no idea about the bells. I don't <laughs> even know if it was a little bit close. I was just trying to mimic Helena Bonham Carter from... Uh, uh, what you call, um, uh, Harry Potter, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I mean, is it, she Cockney it, as well? Uh, the Sweeney Todd character? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely in London. These are Cockney uh, accents. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely very, very London Cockney. accents, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I ended up going with Pete and Boss because I found that when I listen to other grime music, especially like contemporary, like within the last couple of years or so, I, I think I really noticed the like American influence in terms of their word choice, their dialect usage, whatever, you know, it's like you can still, of course, hear that they're have British accents. But I, I found with a lot of their word choices, it was like very much reminiscent of like American hip-hop american uh trap and so on you know i Mm -hmm. i I think with pete and bass because they're you know they're this kind of contrived act and they're trying to sell this idea and be like oh how funny is it that these old guys are singing like this you know rapping like this (laughs) i i find it's very like cliche a lot of it you know it's like they're using a lot of tropes and idioms and phrases intentionally you know that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's popular. You do like it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I No exaggeration. I listen to something by them like at least three times a week, I would guess, because it's on like, my running playlist. And there's a lot of it on there. So it's on random, but like inediv- inevitably something will come up, you know. Russell, have you found Frank and Maury? Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, kind of a key feature of the research, right? Because like uh, Frank and Maury, of course, these this American uh, equivalent of Pete and Bass, you know, it's the same act. Right? And, and, and by yeah, the sounds this, of it, this it's is the, the same this is the, uh, voices as well. It even sounds like the same voices, but it, that part's a little hard to tell. So let's let's get into like what what's the deal with Pete and Bass? So these, as we said, these are like the septuagenarian rappers, uh, ostensibly speaking, uh, in the UK, right? And they they came about in they surfaced in 2017, and there's a lot of questions of like, okay, is this a hoax or not? But of course, most people are like, well, obviously it's a hoax. Like, <laughs> they'll be ridiculous, you know? I mean, like, I I would say if nothing else, just the idea that two elderly men if they did decide to make a rap career why is there no evidence of their age and culture in the lyrics that they've chosen to make you know it's like they're they're clearly rapping about things and in a style and uh using lingo that's all like 100 percent. you know the lingo of of the youths you know although Um, although as Hannah mentioned, there is some Cockney rhyming slang in there, and I'm not st- sure the youth of London it's a great are point. using Cockney rhyming slang these days. So I think those... those Did you just say youth? Youth, yeah, youth. <laughs> Love it. Um, I, I don't think they're using Cockney rhyming slang anymore. I mean, there's a few words that s- s- slip through, probably, because I think all over the UK we occasionally will throw out a, a piece of Cockney rhyming slang that's just caught on. But um, <laughs> Sure, yeah. But in, uh, the stuff yeah, that's in I, here I, is quite sort of you know, deep Cockney. <laughs> 
Yeah, and just from like a etymology linguistics point, I think there's a lot of Cockney rhyming slang that just is what we call things now that's so like stealth in the language because it's been there for such a long time that we don't even really think of it as Cockney rhyming slang anymore. Uh, not really a topic of this episode, so I didn't research it directly. But uh, of course, I mean, things like the uh, calling Robert Bob or something, these these kind of rhyming games that show up in naming conventions sometimes. This is more or less, well, not necessarily Cockney directly. This is, you know, related, similar, um, similar culture, similar area. I know? was trying to think of some Cockney but, rhyming slang that, that I might find myself using. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I, 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 I couldn't think of a, a great deal, but there are a few that I, I know I hear around and about the place sometimes. Like, for example, and it's not very nice, but one might refer to one's spouse as the trouble, right? And, <laughs> and you know where that comes from, right? This wow. is trouble, trouble and strife wife so a lot of cockney uh-huh. rhyming slang uh, is yeah. you know once removed from the the, the basic yeah. rhyme and we definitely got some of that in this pete and unnamed pete and baz song as well what else uh like yeah. uh, have, uh, but it's not like you're climbing the apples no or, no it's true uh, <laughs> yeah um or a whistle sometimes people refer to a suit as a whistle right which is a whistle and flute mm. Um, ah, oh. fascinating. No, I never heard that. Yeah, they're, they're quite cool. cute. Yeah. That is kind of cute. Uh, so, uh, what, first of all, what is the, uh, before I forget, what's the karaoke factor on this song, this particular plugged in? Seems hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have the, the vocal speed to do this song at all, you know? I mean, if you're two old guys doing karaoke, then and you can do it, then the karaoke score is like a thousand because that would be the most oh, yeah. incredible thing to see. I, I I think like I would pay money to see that. No, that's a standing <laughs> ovation at a karaoke bar. That doesn't doesn't ever happen. Yeah, and it's uh, it's unrelenting as well. It's just line after line yeah. after line after <laughs> hit after hit after hit after. It just doesn't. It just doesn't stop. And also, there's this thing. Uh, there's a there's um a phenomenon known as Cockney neck, which is the sort of movement of your head. You, I'm sorry, I don't know how to, to explain wow. what I'm doing here. I look kind of like a chicken. What I'm doing here, but but, <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. sort of movements of the neck required to get some of the sort of sounds that you're getting out. And so you need to you need to incorporate that as well in your karaoke. I mean. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah, difficulty factor high, but payoff also oh, yeah. high. You know, you will get carried out of the bar on the shoulders of all the other patrons. Even you will if not you not pay for another drink for the rest of the night. Even if you were uh, not elderly and you just like came in costume as an elderly person, still I think big crowd mm-hmm. hit. You know. Now, um, when you come in costume, do you bring the cocaine or? <laughs> Well, you bring a cocaine like stand in. You have some like uh, powdered sugar or something, I guess. You know. Well, they're rocks. He's talking rocks. He's got lots of rocks that he's that tossing. Like crack, like, I guess. I don't Bedrick know. Flintlock. Sure. <laughs> At least you've got an yeah, excuse to have one know. of those nice little sort of pill trays with you. Oh, uh, so true. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're dealing go. their drugs out of one of those Monday, That's Tuesday, right. Wednesday <laughs> fuel separators. Yeah, I'm sure it's true. So yeah. It wasn't actually until I got to the genius lyrics, I did not realize 
you cooked cocaine. I didn't think, I didn't know that that was part of the process. I thought Again, you just got I, it I in bags from... If you're making it into crack, mm-hmm. there's a cooking process involved. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe Genius forgot that crack existed because they're only saying cocaine. Well, I mean, maybe making the distinction is kind of uh, uh, born in racism, you know? It's like it's still kind of uh-huh. still cocaine. It's a different preparation, maybe. Ooh, that's interesting. You know, that's like that's cocaine an interesting is for point, like... So that's, that's controversial, but, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, cocaine I mean, is for like sophisticated white people and crack is for you're like, totally right. you know, like uh, ignorant black people. You know, I, I think this is probably the roots of this distinction, you know. So are we like eliminating the word crack, just going for cocaine? I, I have no strong feelings about this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay either way. All right. Does anybody in this chat right now have any strong feelings about how we refer to cocaine? Because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> what do you usually call it in your day-to-day life, Ra, whenever you're going out to get some cocaine? <laughs> to, get, to get myself some, <laughs> some delicious Coke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Man, everything sounds so wholesome with a British accent. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it does! Why is that? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I didn't even realize that this was about drugs. <laughs> this is that, why that's this how is wholesome why, British like the like the British accent sounds. Yeah, this is why British cops only carry that like stick, because like nothing even sounds like a crime whenever a British person does it, you know. You've like uh nicked some money from the <laughs> till or something like that yeah <laughs> you kids stop loitering yeah very good i, I forgot the question either oh but, yeah well, uh, well i mean to, I, to I, move on and there's cocaine and there's there's crack right crack cocaine so you use same word same yeah same. yeah uh, well I don't, I, i'm not really down with the street slang i've got to admit i don't know i don't know what people are saying to their dealers on the on, i don't know actually I don't, where do they find that where do they meet their dealers i've no idea do you meet them in the park? I know. I Oh, my God, Rob. We have the same problem. I have such huge narc energy. <laughs> like, I, I, I seriously, you and me, we're never getting drugs. We're so bad yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's it. Our politeness is, is ultimately protecting us. But, but, but maybe stopping us <laughs> having some of the fun yeah, that true. we might deserve. <laughs> yeah, if we yeah. weren't so gosh darn polite, we would be high right now. Yeah, I th- I think just generally being uncool. Like uh, I I was never invited to any parties or no one ever offered to share their drugs with me. I so. don't believe that for a second, <laughs> Russell. Uh, do I look drugged out. <laughs> no, you look fun. Cool. So in this podcast, can I just check? We we we've we've covered how to prepare your own crack cocaine, and we've covered <laughs> we've covered how cool it is, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the yes. this is the secret, right? So like, uh, we we talk for a bit about language to keep the cops from uh, listening in. Yeah, they will switch. And then once all the cops have stopped listening, we start telling people how to make drugs. Yeah. Oh, I wonder is it's it's cop rhyming slang? That's one that I should Google at some point. Uh, like, cop, yeah. copper, I mean, definitely on our list. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely had some strange origins. I remember because I looked at it once. You would expect it's like related to copper, like the yeah thing a badge might be made yeah, totally. of. But I think it turns out not. Oh. But uh, I don't know exactly. Oh, we do call them co- we do call them I'm coppers over know. here. Do you call do you call police cop- yeah, yeah. coppers over there? I know you call them cops. Uh, if we're we trying cops? to be funny, like a nineteen twenties person like a gangster yeah you know yeah 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 i mean we wouldn't we wouldn't actually say cops in the uk 
Um, unless it's like a newspaper no. headline and, you know, you're, you're paying by the letter, you know, as they appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so to quick, very quickly spill the tea on uh, Pete and Bass. Uh, so they are clearly like a contrived act, but I, I would argue that you know most pop music is contrived to some degree or other. You know, most most pop artists are not writing their own songs, and for the most part, their uh, images are kind of created, you know, constructed by a committee or whatever to some extent or other. Uh, but Pete and, Pete and Bass, particularly, uh, it's obviously more shrouded in mystery than most, because this is kind of the appeal of them, is this these two guys that suddenly decided to start rapping and turned out to be very good at it, you know, despite their advanced years. Uh, they always give the same story that, like, uh, one of their daughters was always playing rap music in the car, and uh he developed a, a liking for it over time decided to oh. try it himself for a laugh you know uh but beyond that very small snippet that very small anecdote that they tell every time they do an interview there's really not a lot of story that they will actually say about anything just because they didn't really seem to have thought of much and there's none of it that's been really lived so like even um Interviewers have asked them, you know, what what rappers do you like? What are your influences? And they don't seem to know any rappers. <laughs> so <laughs> they oftentimes they oftentimes do like to talk about how much they like Frank Sinatra, which I don't know is the influence really there in the music. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Sort of gangster links. Yeah, there, I mean, there's the <laughs> I Fredo. Yeah. Uh, give him a kiss of death. For Fredo, uh, that's a little Italian. That's pretty Frank Sinatra, right? That makes sense. Yeah, I think Frank Sinatra was a gangsterish guy. So I, I think they, they did a pretty good effort of making a link that, that made sense, you know, kind of a compromise, so to speak. These, these guys um, remind yeah. me of an act you talked about on another episode, actually, already. Millie Vanilli, right? Because I'm convinced yeah, we're, we've got no. a similar situation here. Um, although it's a bit more tongue in cheek, like that they know that everyone knows that this is how it's going. But you know, Millie Vanilli were obviously just lip syncing along these these two sexy, exactly. fashionable young men, um, along <laughs> to you know the, the 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 vocals of this dorky fella sitting in his basement making this music. And I think we're we're in a similar situation here. I think maybe even Pete and Baz, the voices, uh, you know, they've got obviously different voices to one another, but. I think they're maybe being performed by the same person. Oh yeah, really? very well could be. I, if you yeah. know, that Frank and uh, that Frank and Maury thing. I mean, that that's the deal breaker for me. The fact that those two fellas sound the same, just with the yes, and not yes, that yes. convincing like New the, York accent. I think. Um, so yeah, this, this yeah, is all this being is done by thing, the right, same guy in uh, in in London, probably. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it one or two? That's a great question. Mm. I would suspect it's it's fairly likely it is just one doing two different voices. But it does it doesn't detract uh, from knows? the art the art of the thing though. It, it it's I brilliant. Agree. It's like someone still made it. You know, yeah. someone is still rapping. Someone is still writing. Just because it's a more of a team effort than uh, some performances are, I, I don't know if it really detracts from it either. No, I don't yeah. think. I I think it only adds to it actually. It adds a it adds a story. It adds a a quirk to the whole thing. But every everything else is it's it's all created in the same way that any other record is, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is like 
this question of are they still are they really singing or not like is are they rapping and then it's just very heavily you know processed with a lot of audio technology magic this is still the one big mystery that remains i think uh because you can find you know they do perform live and i have obviously haven't been to a show and there's not a lot of footage from the show somehow i don't know if they're very effortly keeping people from doing the cell phone videos but what you can find they do seem to be rapping similarly but to a much lower level of ability you know and usually they're singing over a backing track so you can hear the actual song being played they're kind of singing along like a really cheap karaoke you know um but i would say you know just because they sound a little like what's on the recording does not necessarily prove it's them i think most people could imitate this this sound more or less you know so i i tend to suspect these days that probably it's a milli vanilli situation like you say Mm. and uh one of the biggest kind of evidence for this is the the whole linchpin that that kind of unravels this thing is um this let's say organization called sindhu world which is turns out to be like a kind of a convenience store or corner shop in the uk in london that tried to make like a viral on online presence they did some other like funny skits and videos and things um but it's just a it's just a convenience store owner and his family doing it interestingly enough and you can see in some of their like pre pete and bass era uh, that that's by the way, AD uh, BC. I actually just count time these days, like pre Pete and Bass, which would be PPB and uh, post Pete and Bass, which is also PPB. So it's, I, I haven't <laughs> quite worked it, it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can see Pete and Bass, the 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 people in some of the old like skits and uh, photos on the Instagram and stuff. So it's very clear that these guys were all associated before pete and bass came out um and anyway so cindy world put out an ad later after pete and bass became uh famous which was very clearly the ad trying to recruit the uh maury and what's the other guy maury and what frank and maury frank and maury yeah frank and maury recruiting the frank and maury actors and so the job posting is asking for actors to be the face of their latest pro- project and uh they say that they cindy world records and produces and writes the music and then the actors will play the role of the characters performing the music and um so they say as the music is contemporary rap music and we're using older actors to play the role of the performers this creates like a juxtaposition that you know uh fascinates people Mm -hmm. this is more or less their wording um, so clearly this is describing exactly what Pete and Bass is. So it's very clear this is the whole gimmick. Um, but the interesting thing to me is that word order. So they're saying we write, record, and produce the music, and then the actors play the role of the characters performing the music, which seems to suggest it is recorded by someone else using some other voice. Yeah, I mean that you know. that's a yeah. red flag, isn't it? Smoking yeah. gun right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... I, I'm just thinking of Phoebe from Friends learning that Smelly Cat was produced by, it was uh, sung by somebody else after it got produced. No, breaking. Wait, are you saying that Smelly Cat in Friends is not actually being sung by Lisa Kudrow? 
No, Lisa Kudrow that would be mind blowing. <laughs> I know, but uh, uh, that she got episode... like a voice double for that particular thing. <laughs> well, there's an actual episode where she sells sell, smell cat. Remember, and they make yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they make a, 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 a music video, and she gets so excited, and then they watch the music video, and it's somebody else's voice. And she she appears to be still the one singing. She visually. is the one. She uh, yeah. They mean Hilarious. she thought that she was the one singing the entire time she was filming it. <laughs> it very well could be a similar thing with Pete and Bass that they think they're the ones <gasps> rapping, and no one's told them that they've then uh, dubbed them in the videos. You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they that are. That would make a whole lot of sense because you did say that they don't know other rappers. The yeah. last couple of lines of these are, I'm pretty sure, call-outs on other rappers. Yeah. Little yeah. Boy H, don't want to get maced. Stormzy's <laughs> mug gets smashed in the face. JK still didn't send his verse. Skeptic get left in a casket case. Mm. I especially love the Stormzy's Clear mug one because, yeah, I love Stormzy's <laughs> mug one because uh, uh, I did read a little bit into that. There was a, a uh, Stormzy is a UK rapper who... Um, did a diss track on Pete and, and uh, uh, Bass. Hilarious. And really like time, punching down. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, the entire time he was drinking a mug of tea to indicate, hey, this is super easy. I'm going to drink tea while I do it. Oh, wow. Almost like mm-hmm. a Robin Hood thing. It, it's it's oddly poetic, too, because there's, uh, oh, yeah. there's that expression like storm in a teacup, you know, and he storms. Yes. Yes. Oh, clever, yeah. And Stormzy's mug, Stormzy's face. Uh, like, the, the entire song is just uh, A-plus on puns. Yeah, lots so, and lots and lots of puns. So you're you're talking about, like, the line is something like, H, get maced in the face or something, I think. Little boy, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. H? 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 Don't yeah. want to get maced? Uh-huh. H. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, is he a rapper, UK um, uh, artist? <laughs> Rob, I have resident no idea. Rap expert. <laughs> <laughs> he chose the wrong brick. He's been yeah. living in Germany for too is, long. This is, this is true. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that I wasn't that down with the hip hop kids when I did live in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this letter H kind of uh, brings us to our our etymology topic these kind of almost stealth differences between uk and u.s english uh so we'll, we'll talk about that right after a short break oh hi if you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation check out anything bones now part of the Podmoth network hey boneheads i'm sophie schwartz and i'm caitlin hart And we're the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. Soph, what are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs. Bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! Uh, Welcome back. So yeah, uh, H, the, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, maybe that's like the, what? Eighth letter. Eighth letter? Uh, Eight H, fascinating. Uh, 
So this letter, everybody knows about Z, which in the UK, most people pronounce Z, of course. But a lot of people, myself included, may not realize that H is an Americanized uh, pronunciation as well. Uh, Rob, how do you say the letter H? Oh, I say H. And aha, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah, and so this H thing is a source of permanent frustration. It, it's not. It is not British English to say H, but it seems to be a mm-hmm. uniquely British error. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I guess most of your listeners are, are are in the states, right? Maybe. Uh, but if I was saying that on a British platform, oh, the letters. Um, but but it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, long form snail mail yeah. letters mailed directly to the PO box. Well, I mean, I remember very specifically <laughs> at school. I remember the lesson. Um, it was a, a, a big lady called Mrs. Harms who was a substitute teacher, and Mrs. Mrs. Harms. Harms yeah, Fantastic. not Mrs. Arms. Oh, no. Mrs. Harms. Yeah, I know. I, I know. And she was. She was. She was frightening. And I remember one of my class, we were doing the alphabet that day, saying H. And she, she, she didn't, she stopped short of slapping the poor girl, but, um, <gasps> but came down Ooh. on her like a ton she of stopped. bricks. And I learned the lesson that moment and have, have never deviated from it. But yeah, so I wouldn't, I, but, but wow. it's interesting that, that you don't have that error in the States, right? People don't say H. No one says no. H, and no one's even aware that this is a pronunciation that other people say, actually. We're, 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 we're so, haters. I mean, it comes up so rarely, right? I mean, how many times are you uh, listening to someone else spell something, and how many times do you notice this very small thing, the, the huh sound, which oftentimes gets, uh, let's say, taken out of, reduced out of words in mm-hmm. natural speaking anyway, you know? I will say, I do encounter this quite frequently because uh as a hannah uh people are always asking if there is an h on oh no you so you have to get double the pain don't you if they're spelling out your name oh i I mean and it's a palindrome too so you can't be like h-a-n and then repeat backwards i mean you could you should (laughs) you could yeah absolutely you could technically you'd get a lot of looks there's a sort of hypocrisy there's a bit of an inconsistency that comes about in england though because you know, someone may talk about having HIV, for example, and then being Ooh. treated on the NHS. Right? No one calls it the ah. no one calls it the NHS. I've never heard anyone say <laughs> that. So that means that the, the, the person that is saying HIV is then dropping that H. So now I'm angry with them when they're saying NHS that they're not now saying it wrongly because it suggests that they've now dropped this letter that they think is there. If you understand what I mean. Rob, yeah. I don't know if you you share the ancestral British hatred of the French, <laughs> but uh, that is mirroring almost exactly the French relationship with the H. Well, um, I, uh, mm. H is not pronounced in My French. wife is French, actually. Mm. She's, in the next, she's in the next room. Oh! <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm well aware of this, and, and bless her. Um, you know, that sometimes next it'll come time. out as... I, if, if we're having a sweet moment, she might say, uh, hold my hand. No, no, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> or they'll, they'll swap around, uh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find uh, Italian speakers, maybe it's the same for French, but oftentimes they can't really perceive if they're making the H sound or not. So like, uh, for instance, hand and and, they, they seem to make these two sounds interchangeably and they really have to be taught that there's a huh sound that's very different from an uh sound, you know. 
It's a uniquely uh, subtle consonant. It, it's very subtle. I mean, uh, in terms of physiology, what are you doing? So, like, to make a huh sound, uh, your vocal folds or vocal cords are, like, almost closed. You know, so there's a little bit of mm-hmm. vibration between them. Uh, to make an uh sound, generally speaking, your vocal folds are going to be completely closed so that they just open in one uh, one fell movement, so to speak. So you get a uh instead mm-hmm. you know so so it's a really really uh they're really similar in terms of anatomy you know i do apologize rob i know that you said that you were a little bit scared of the letters and we've been talking about h for the last five <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh next time we have you on we'll we'll do an episode uh about French, just to see if we can get you in trouble. With oh, yeah, life. yeah, we can. <laughs> Make we you say something really <laughs> damning. <laughs> By the way, do you have any accents in the US where the H is routinely dropped? Because we talked about London accents, Cockney mm. accents, and, and the thing is that, that dropping H's, not bothering with them, is a characteristic of that. I don't know if you have that in the States, but I think possibly one of the reasons why we have this H is that it in itself is an affectation, a sort of overcompensation for the dropping of H's elsewhere. Mm. And it, it's, it's, no, abnorm- I, it's abnormal for a, letter, you know, for a letter to not yeah. have the letter prominently in it, if you understand what I mean. It makes sense that H right. begins with an H. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. and this is one thing I wanted to do. I think if we look for them. Is kind of like uh, judicially say like which one's kind of the better option, and honestly, I'm on the H side because like you like you say, there, there's even a word for it that I've forgotten. But you know, uh, most alphabets, ideally, the letter should start with the sound of the letter, and it makes it less confusing. Uh, so H fits the mold better, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. It's what going do you want to change W to? Yeah, I mean, wobble you is really fun to say, <laughs> and I think it's a great substitution. I think we should all be saying wobble you, you know? I, you know what? Touche. <laughs> I actually asked this exact question in a video I did not long ago. Um, it, was, it was about improving, coming up with a better alphabet. And W Ooh. is obviously very unsatisfying. It takes an awful long time to mm-hmm. say. Uh, and, it, you know, it names <laughs> yeah. it in, but, but you know, I, it, in old English, so we had a, there was a runic letter called Win, which was you would write it out as W Y N N as a as a letter, but it was it looked like a, a P but with no curves, right? And you you will find mm. this if you look at old documents in old English, even though it's an Anglo-Saxon runic letter, it did make it in among the the um, the Latin letters that, that you know where, once that change happened. But I think Win's, I think that's a good name. For what we could be calling, yeah, that's a creepy. Mm. That's a fantastic a win-win. Win-win. Yeah, no win-win problem at all. Dinner. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you could also, you could also, you know, following the convention which gave us Z instead of Z. Of course, you could just go with we. You know, that would be great too. That's not like it's already taken or anything. I think it's good. You know? And this little piggy went wee 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 wee. We're, we're into <laughs> the more puerile English territory here though because you know what you know what we means in british english i guess i'm guessing it doesn't mean the same in american english but not much i mean we're aware of it two or us several well no actually to be fair (laughs) i my argument falls down when i say it means the same as p but that's already a letter as well so that's true that is we do say fascinating why do we all use a letter to who's puritanical now do you think 
do you think we is short for whiz? Because, of course, we say take a whiz. You say this in the UK? Uh, yeah, whiz. We also have waz, which is, <laughs> I don't know, that sounds so horrible, doesn't it? Go for, going, <laughs> a going for a waz. Yeah, it seems like you're doing something much more substantial. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're definitely not doing that within the confines of the, the appropriate sort of room. The waz is something you do up against I, I the wall. I even wonder... <laughs> yeah. I even wonder if uh, we is Cockney rhyming slang for pee somehow, but probably not, uh-huh. right? Well, it rhymes with pee, so it wouldn't be, would it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be a Q. You're going for a Q. P's oh, and Q's. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You got that. Um, can you say piss on this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> you can say we try anything not you to, want. But... It's a language because <laughs> I think this gets us into another good British American English dichotomy. That's true. It does, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, because we have the phrase uh, to be to be pissed means something different in British English yeah, to American yeah. English, as far as like sure I can true. tell, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, and, and of course, like uh, we we have this idea of being pissed off, and also this idea. of Piss is in urinating. Do you ha- you have both senses in the UK as well? Yeah, you can be pissed off to be you drunk. You wouldn't say angry. I'm. If no. you said I'm pissed, it only means you're drunk, right? I mean, I, unless uh-huh. unless someone is has been watching a lot of American television, as as we all do, but, but has, has <laughs> yeah. taken right. it on as just as right. just you know meaning angry. But you wouldn't really you wouldn't want to risk saying it like that because, um, mm. I mean, people will assume you're you're drunk. Uh, we, we, but would you use it? Would anyone ever use it to mean to urinate? I need to go piss or something. Well, piss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's the, pri- the primary. The primary usage would be uh-huh. to to urinate, and then yeah. and then you have got this. Of idea course, of the being, the the um, funny the the funniest like almost the same phrase is of course we have take a piss. You have taking the piss, yeah. which means like something right. like to make fun of someone. It absolutely something. does. What a versatile word. Yeah, yeah. Which this is one of those that it's really hard for me to get the logic, right? How do you how do you come from taking a piss to making a joke on someone's And it's interesting. It's short for taking taking the piss out of someone. Yeah. Which is a, a horrible extraction so, project mm, for anyone. Well, uh, yeah. Um, true. So true. How does taking the piss out of somebody, how does that mean teasing, if you don't mind me asking? like, do I know? do not I think it's know. almost like, I, I would imagine it has some vague, and this is total conjecture, but this idea of like you're almost like taking the wind out of their sails, like taking the the, the vigor, their, their mojo, something like that, you know, so you're you're kind of like knocking them down a peg in the sense that, I don't know, piss is something uh, vaguely in the penis. So <laughs> <laughs> It is vaguely, it is vaguely I, in the penis. Anybody following me here? <laughs> I pee like every hour. So if somebody could just go ahead and take the piss out of me without me having to do anything, I'm A plus for yeah. that. That's it's a great. contraption I would buy as well. <laughs> if I can dig us a little deeper into this rabbit hole, um, yeah, yeah. because I can bring Please. us back to Pete and Baz, right? Because I think one of the lyrics in there is taking the mick, which means yeah. the same thing as yeah. taking the piss. Let me pull up the lyric because what, it is uh, what tying What do you think mick Irish comes slang. from? Well, it's like, short uh, for taking the mickey. Um, uh-huh. And I, you know, What's a mickey? I, I, exactly. <laughs> as in the, the name Mickey, so far as I know, but... 
I, I can. I, I might. I might just Google this while I'm here, but I don't. Know. Is a Mickey a drink? I do know this actually. Mm. Ah, um, uh, taking the Mickey is a Mickey is slang for uh, an Irish person, um, because it's a very common Irish yeah. name. Uh, the lyric in here, and I can't read um, Irish. I can't pronounce Irish for the life of me. So we're gonna have some fun with this. Um, the lyric is "Tikfaid Arla," uh, which means uh, I think something along of "We're going to have our day." Uh, it's a common uh, phrase for uh, uh, the IRA, the I- uh, Irish Republicans that are um, trying to uh, uh, separate from the uh, British empire uh, so mm-hmm. to speak uh, it's a tikfaid uh, arla if he's taken the mick um i i've what? just had to, i Wait, just had so i'm sorry i just related? i just gasped there because i had a, a googling <laughs> revelation it's a, it's a satisfying one for oh. our purposes yes absolutely cool. mick is uh yeah you're right it, it is slang for an irish person it's obviously not it's not very nice mm-hmm. um but Taking the Mickey is is it turns out a beautiful bit of Cockney rhyming slang, and it brings us perfectly <gasps> back full circle because it is short for taking the Mickey Bliss, which is what taking that? the Mickey piss. Bliss. Oh my goodness! Oh, fascinating, cool, ridiculous. <laughs> you, yeah, really ridiculous language you got there, Rob. <laughs> 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 I can kind of see how it's kind of dying off. A lot of these yeah. references, they don't really, uh, they're not yeah, you universal really, anymore, are they? Yeah, you really wrapped yourselves in too many knots uh, yeah. over there. <laughs> and they occasionally try to coin a new one. Too obtuse. I think there was an, t- an attempt to get James Blunt uh, into his own sort of insult, but uh, I, I don't think it ever quite caught <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Very nice. So... Let's let's just try to lay some groundwork of, you know, how and why did UK and US English converge? Uh so obviously, you know, we, we live on different sides of the of the world. So this this is the, the key factor, right? I mean, uh typically if you're you're not really sharing uh conversations and culture and there's a lot of geographical space between you, things tend to change quite a lot. I mean on the other hand, you know, Australian English still, in in the most part, a lot of the uh, slang and, and wording and stuff can be more similar to UK English than the US. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the first bit to know is just that most of these variations, they, they kind of just both existed before the, you know, colonization of America. Uh, for the most part, they're just a variety of words, variety of spellings, pronunciations, and particular ones came to America, particular ones stayed in the UK or faded away in the UK, to the extent that today it really seems as if America came here and diverged from the UK, almost mm-hmm. as a out of spite or something, <laughs> you know. Um, there, There's a little spite involved, I think, in both sides of the of the pond as as you guys say <laughs> um noah webster the the american dictionary creator he really wanted to make american english different from um uk english you know he he, mm-hmm. he saw this as like we're still speaking the language of our uh you know uh tyrannical Oppressors. uh you know former rulers and we really need to stop but you know, actually, most of the suggestions Noah Webster made actually were not adopted. So 
he did have some influence in that he chose uh, which version of various words to put into his dictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of these were, again, ones that already existed in the UK anyway, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... Wasn't Webster, like, a huge nerd? <laughs> he wrote, I mean, a few he wrote his own dictionary, so yeah, safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> well nerdy. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think one of the, the key things here is when you talk about divergence, I think the uh, assumption made by a lot of people is that the uh, American English is the divergent one, and I think that is an unfair mm-hmm characterization of the situation. I think actually American English has been far more conservative and a lot of the, I mean, as we know, a lot of the, a lot of the words that are used in American English that aren't used in British English were words that came over in the late 17th century, you know, to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and yeah, it's the British actually, language that's moved away from those, uh, it's the British English that's moved away from those. That's a very interesting point. Um, I took a Shakespeare course in college, uh, and the professors uh, uh, told us that the um, kind of English that Shakespeare actually spoke was a lot further away from the British English that we know today and a lot closer to what we know as Appalachian English uh, in terms of accent. Uh, yeah. yeah, that came up in my research as well. And it's it's like it's true and it's not. It's it's a they're taking a little bit of liberty and saying it's Shakespearean, but probably something closer to like what uh, Queen Elizabeth would have spoken seems to be very close to what they speak in in Appalachia. You know, uh, now Queen uh, Elizabeth examples, the first or the second? Uh, don't ask me that. I, I didn't because Queen that Elizabeth up. the second. I think she was primarily our. Is that the recent right? one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah oh, she okay. was speaking yeah, a very first, unusual form of of English, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a whole other episode. We can't start talking about <laughs> RP here. But there's definitely an episode <laughs> to be had about RP and uh, Mid-Atlantic, this kind of contrived American accent. That's an excellent Very similar parallel. <laughs> and but for those let's... of you that are like D&D nerds or whatever, we're not talking about role-playing. We are talking about uh, received pronunciation. Sure, yeah. But let's put a lid on that because they'll... they'll Put us out another hour. We'll speaking, open up I that think. jar later. <laughs> it's interesting you talk um, about uh, Shakespeare um, in terms of the accent, <laughs> but it's, certain aspects of the dialect in his stuff are also closer to, to uh, American English than, than British English. For example, I was looking up the word diaper, which we don't have in British English. Right? We call it an. Oh, that's right. You guys we use We call nappies. it a nappy, right? Yeah, which is. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a cute, another cute word, French word, basically. Um, you know, it, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, it's from the French. It is, yeah, yeah. It's from nap, which is just yeah, a cloth. Presumably, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah napkin right, comes to, from there to as napkin, well. Yeah. yeah. Although oh. the kin bit is weird. that's kind of a Germanic mix because the kin is like a Germanic mm. way of saying sure. little thing. Um, but <laughs> I, Shakespeare uses diaper in Taming of the Shrew, which I think is interesting. I mean, he's obviously not talking about a store bought baby rap he's talking about you know a, a linen say. cloth but that's where the word comes from and and that word again it, we think of it i think in britain as being newfangled if you can can something be newfangled <laughs> i don't know if it can um i've never heard of something being fangled <laughs> old fangled yeah, old fangled definitely <laughs> newfangled i'm not sure but uh di- diaper you know enters english in the 1300s yeah it's really 
really old word. Wow, and you guys just decided to ignore it? Well, we we got rid. We we stopped using it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what this is what I'm talking about. We're the divergent ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did a little bit of research on why that is, uh, because the UK has about the landmass of Michigan. (laughs) <laughs> and it has at almost 40 distinct dialects. And Michigan has one distinct dialect. We have two accents. We have the Uper accent and we've got the troll accent. Um uh but like that's the troll the troll so why accent. Is, yeah, so in the uh, in Michigan we have uh, the upper peninsula and the <laughs> lower peninsula and those are connected by the Mackinac Bridge so the trolls are under the oh, bridge. Oh gosh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um so why is it that the UK has so many distinct dialects? Well, a lot of it is because it has a it's had 1500 years speaking the same language. And um a lot of that has been uh, I mean the UK got invaded. It was originally Celtic, but then it got invaded by the Anglo-Saxons, then the Vikings, then the Normans, and the Romans, and all of those different groups brought in their own languages, their own accents, their own ways of speaking. And it sort of became this regional thing. Um, however, it has been maintained and uh, and sort of like exacerbated by this cultural tribalism. So uh, we've mentioned it, we've kind of skirted around it a couple of times, but um, a, a tribalism is like, we're these people, they're those people. So um, in a tribalist sort of uh, uh, situation, um, you would emphasize the things that make you similar to other to the people in your community and uh, make you dissimilar from the people who are outside of your community. So this sort of uh, feedback system is what makes the accents in the UK just so um, dramatic and so diverse and so very, very dramatic, even across like 20 miles. It's, uh, it's really, really wild. Um, of course, you have your uh, uh, people that move when they're younger. Um, and we did talk about this with, uh, what's his name, 21? 21 Savage. 21 Savage, the Savage 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so he moved to the uh, U.S. when he was seven. Um, that's the perfect amount of time. That's the perfect time to come to a different place and try to fit in with the group that you're joining instead of the group that you're coming from. So that's the perfect time that you're going to absorb this new accent, completely lose the accent that you had before. Um, uh, uh, alternatively, um, there are people, uh, this is actually something that's called bi-dialectical. Uh, so when you move um, if from county to county, even in the UK, uh, you can uh, speak in both dialects, uh, one for the people that you're around and one for the people that you're from. Uh, alternatively, some people um, do take that opportunity to emphasize their own accent to uh, say, hey, no, I'm not actually from London. I'm a Geordie. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and emphasize that aspect of my speech um which is very interesting that you rob find it um tricky to place your own accent because you are a transplant you are in berlin you're not surrounded by other english speakers so that sort of regional um that sort of regional 
Puritanism? Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, I'll take it. Uh, there's almost a chauvinism to, to it. You know, it's <laughs> it's about certain things that you want to maintain, like the trap vowel. I'm never going to. I'm never going to stop saying bath, path, and grass in, in place mm-hmm. of bath, path, and grass. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a way of clinging on to the fact that I'm from <laughs> north. You know, I'm not from from south like these shandy drinkers down there. Um, <laughs> I'm actually right now. Those I am drinking drinkers. a shandy right now. Do you have shandy in America? I'm actually drinking. It. Yeah, yeah, um, we have. Them. They call it Radler here a in Germany. Fancy but it's the here. Same thing. I don't know if they're fancy there, yeah, but here yeah, they're a bit yeah, fancy. Exactly. <laughs> shandy is lemonade and beer, it is indeed, right? Yes. It's very like okay. And wait, wait, is lemonade in the UK? Because I have, oh. I've heard this both ways. Is lemonade in the UK carbonated? It is always. <laughs> always yeah. always okay you monsters <laughs> what are we like with our gas <laughs> but you don't so say lemonade or something like <laughs> no we don't but but there's also so, a thing of um i don't know it feels like a very 90s thing people don't drink cherry aid anymore but we just start putting aid at the end of everything like if I, you can get orange aid which i think I, I guess is orange soda in the states we have cherry aid mm. lemonade i don't really know what's going on there but yes, you're right. It's we don't just. I mean, what, what in the states? Lemonade is flat. What is it? It's just lemon juice uh, with a little flat. sugar in yeah. it. Yeah. It is. Yeah, uh, otherwise lemon juice we would and sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise yeah. we'd perceive it as like a soda. You know. So yeah. It would be very different sure. to us. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if uh, we add some, we've got Gatorade. That's when you squeeze a bunch of alligators. <laughs> and that. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what sure. it would be in British English. That's for sure. <laughs> uh you know you you brought up the the trap this this idea that you know our general association of uk english is making more something closer to an ah instead of an ah mm. in the american style which is generally true I, I think it's curious that there are a few exceptions to this i think because i i don't think even in you know the most posh or rp british accent i don't think anyone's saying Basel, right? You're all most people are saying Basel. Yeah, no one. Right? Well, Whereas we'd say Basel. Yeah, no one's saying a cart instead of a cat, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's because it's an, it's an affectation. I mean, I would say this because I because I hate it, but it but it but it truly is. And actually, we're, we're touching on one of the interesting reasons why British and American English are different, and that's that American English wasn't subject to certain fashions of the 18th and 17th century, yeah. in specifically to the south of England. The 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 obviously mm-hmm. British dialects were one of them is this elongation of the r the r sound in certain mm-hmm. certain words. So, you know, that's a fairly new thing. Another one is the fact that we drop out R's, so a lot sure. of British English accents are non-rotic. I, I think most American accents are erotic, right? You pronounce the R's at the end of... Mostly. Uh, of course, there's still some Boston speakers that America, are non-rotic. Of course, in America, it is pronounced erotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very erotic here in America. <laughs> yeah, so, so there, of course, there still exists the Boston accent. It's, it's kind of fading in a similar way to Cockney. Mm-hmm. And there used to be some southern accents, especially this kind of like northeastern part of the south, like uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, that were non-rotic as well. Uh, but those have really, really faded. It's very rare to hear a southerner drop their R's now. You know, right. it sounds like... Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're watching an old movie about the Civil War or something whenever you hear it, you know? Yeah, I always feel dancing with wolves. Yeah, so 
that there is, of course, this sense of, uh, okay, making the ah sounds, dropping the r's, but there's a lot of other pronunciation differences that are like things I didn't know. And we'll see if, Rob, if you also pronounce them in these supposedly British ways. I'm very curious. Test. Uh, so <laughs> in, in America, we say aquatic. Uh, I read here that it's actually aquatic. <laughs> Sounds hilarious to me. Really? This is aquatic. <laughs> really? That wow, sounds like so it yeah, should so be you... related to ducks. Aqua- aqua- aquatic. Aqua- aquatic. We're just pronouncing <laughs> the two A's the same in that word. What's this, what's it, where's, the, where's the O in there? It's an, We're it's making an aqua. 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 Aqua? Aquatic. You say aqua, aqua? as well? A- we say aqua. A- aqua. Yeah. Aqua. Yeah. yeah, we say aqua. I mean, what's it in Spanish? It's agua, right? It's, it's basically that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- aqua. Aqua. Uh, yeah. What about this this very slow animal that hangs from trees and has these kind of hook like fingernails? What do you call Ooh, that's it? That's a tricky one. So I would actually say I would say sloth, but um, uh, I, I I've heard sloth mm. legit. What? As well. No. Yeah, great. Is that because they're slow? Is that what influenced that <laughs> shift? You know, what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a very biblical word, isn't it? Sloth. It's one of the deadly sins. So yeah, they're, they're, yeah. it's a word that's sure. been said quite a so lot why over would the you centuries. Switch it? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it is influenced by the, the, the slowness of the, the animal, maybe. Because I don't think, right, I, we, haven't, we I haven't heard detour. it used in a biblical sense, pronounced sloth, now you mention it. so, so That's very true, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. So we say detour, what do you say? Detour. Okay. So oh, good. Uh, this one was crazy to me. We say geyser, what do you say? Where it's like water shooting out uh-huh. of, a, of a... Yeah, thing. I might well call it a geyser. Yeah, <laughs> which is also another a Cockney word for a bloke, a, a guy, a man. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, here we say geezer for like an old person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah, you go. Talk about term. old yeah, faithful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I discovered this one listening to audiobooks once. We say housewifery, and I don't know if this is even a common <laughs> enough word for you to have an opinion. Uh, yeah, but I, I know. Uh, I've heard it pronounced housewifery <laughs> for sure. What? Well, what do you call? What do, do you say? You don't say midwifery, do you? You say midwifery, right? No, no midwifery. midwifery. Oh, no. Or no, no, I'm not having that. It's mid- <laughs> okay, it's if you want to pronounce it wifery, then you have to add an extra F. That's the rule. I, okay, okay, that, I, that is the compromise that I'll settle for. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay. In, in the interest of transatlantic <laughs> relations. But <laughs> I appreciate your largesse. There. That's one of those. That's uh, what, actually, that's one this... of those nice etymologies, isn't it? Midwife. You know about this one that it's it, it, like mm-hmm. the the reference to wife is not. Um, you know, a midwife doesn't have to be a woman because mid midwife. Mm-hmm. The etymology is just with woman wife being the old English word for woman rather than wife. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and it's, yeah. It's the person, the person that is with. So mid is the same as the German mit. And thinking that's a great point. I've never heard of anybody hiring a mid husband. No, even though and it would be wrong to say so, yeah. unless the, unless it is a, a a man giving birth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. With the wife. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about the spice? Uh, we call it cumin in America. Yeah, I'd call it cumin. And what do you say? Cumin. Okay, that's good because I I saw here the the pronunciation was cumin, which I think is uh, a bit unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> I, think I think someone's uh, trying to make you say come on, on the podcast. Knock knock. Come what, in. What do you call what do you call the animal that climbs trees and hides its nuts and acorns and things? Oh well, I, so I call it a squirrel. 
by the way. So it's got, okay, it's got an extra syllable. Then, yeah. That's not bad. Oh, though. I it's pronounce it squirrel. 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 <laughs> I always pronounce it. But you know that, that supposedly... I, I pronounce it like it rhymes with girl, you know, which Ooh, is a, a little bit reduced, but still fairly intact. Well, so supposedly yeah. the, the, the longest one-syllable word is squirreled, but it has to be said in a very specific mm. American accent yeah. where it turns into like squirreled. squirreled. Yeah, yeah, which is how I would say it, mm. yeah. I, I, I'm not quite sure what squirrel means as a verb. I guess like squirreled away. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, squirreling something squirreled away. It away. Oh, you can also be squirrely. I, I, I have here that the British pronunciation is like squirrel with an ear sound. No, I'm not, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't heard that. Like that. Come, in and, <laughs> come in and squirrel. And, nah, nothing. <laughs> uh, iguana, this you know, fairly large-sized lizard. Do you say iguana? I wouldn't say E at the start. It would be an iguana. Okay, that's fair. That that's fairly. These are both good variations in American <laughs> English. I I have here iguana. Oh, iguana. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was you went straight from iguana to, or iguana to iguana makes sense. <laughs> I, I think I might Not have bad. at some point. I call it an iguana nowadays, but I think I, I an iguana might be exactly what I've called mm-hmm. it in the past. Yeah. Sure. It's kind of the same story as like tortilla in America for tortillas, what? you know. This uh, who says tortilla? Everyone did like twenty years ago, and then everyone uh, collectively pretended that they never said it that you way. Could, you couldn't. Just I was ask there. The neighbors, how it was pronounced. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it ultimately happened. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of other ones, but like, uh, let me see. Oh, kudos. Do you say kudos? Uh, it would be kudos. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have here, which is hilarious. <laughs> kudos? Funny. I don't know why they're what funny. They're just that must funny. Be, that's a Greek word, right? They're not, they're not elongating that O in Greek. Kudos. That makes sense. Is it kudos makes Greek? 100% sense. Yeah. I think so. Uh, uh yeah, because you say and, cosmos about, as well, right? And that's, that's preposterous. We do. You say cosmos? Cosmos, Cosmos, right? Chaos, cosmos. (laughs) Okay, what do you call the the, uh, cocktail of the same name? A cosmopolitan. Cosma? Uh, Okay, all right. Not just a cosmo? Oh, a cosmo. Uh, Yeah, I suppose. I call it a a cosmo, (laughs) but that's short for cosmopolitan. That's not short for cosmos. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Oh, well. Sure. Uh, and also, it's bougie. What about? Right? <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit. What What about? So you let's say you you uh, you need to amputate a limb. Kind of a uh, uh, morose topic, <laughs> but so you need to tie something around to stop the blood flow. What do you call this thing that you yeah. tie to hold the pressure? A tourniquet. This is fascinating, right? Because of course, yeah, we don't pronounce the T. Uh, so we say tourniquet, but. Of course, you know, there, there's many other words where it's just the opposite, right? So we say fillet, whereas most British people say what? Fillet. Exactly. And valet, most British people say. Valet. Exactly. <laughs> and yet tourniquet, you say tourniquet. Yeah, that's right. But the key difference here is whether or not this is a word that entered English from French eight or 900 years ago, or whether it entered right. English from French 200 years ago. And, you know... If we were still pronouncing every French word that came from old French the French way, then we, we, the, the language would be very different to the way it is now. Yeah, we'd be speaking right. French, not English. 
Yeah, I, I think you can see that in American English too. There, there's some words like uh, accoutrement or something like that, where、mm-hmm. it's like、uh, you can find people who still pronounce it in an English anglicized way, or you can find people who Frenchify the pronunciation. Same with like Spanish words a lot of the time too. Of course.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, Ross, there was you're from a- Louisiana, so you would know a little bit better about how、uh, Louisiana accents and Cajun accents, particularly,、uh, treat French words, right? Yeah, but I think it's a little overblown. I think there's not a lot remaining of this like French、mm-hmm. uh, cultural influence. A lot of it has been kind of beaten out of people, oftentimes literally.、Uh, But you know, like for instance, the taco. Like、uh, whenever this was first introduced to American culture, everyone said taco. You know, because we thought, okay, that's that's what it's spelled like, so that must be what it's pronounced like. Yeah, I don't think you'd hear many English people pronouncing it taco either. Actually, I think we would end up saying taco. Yeah. What about taco, pasta? Taco? This is、oh, pa- something、pasta. I've never been clear. Who says pasta? Who says pasta? You say well. I、one? would say pa- I would say pasta, but I-, I am from the north of England, and in the south, I'm pretty sure they would call it pasta.、Mm-hmm. Oh, I was once. I, I lived、so. with a guy in London, and he once referred to nachos,、um, which I, I found absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Was, I mean, I can get, you can elongate your A's, but sometimes you just take it too far. <laughs> Which, of course, in America we all say nachos. I mean, what you know, should it be? Nacho. What should it be? Nachos. Nacho cheese. Na- nachos. Nachos.、Yeah. Nachos. Nachos. Yeah, yeah. That, right. It's that sounds more <laughs> like Spanish, the Mexican, right?、Uh, people that I've heard say. Yeah, so yeah. It, it is a short a, right? They're not elongating the a in、yeah. Spanish. Nah, 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 like the ah sound.、Nah. Yeah. No. If this is like, of course, this is.、Um, it's a little hard to even talk about these things, right? Because obviously vowels. When you talk about the physicality of what happens,、mm. there, there's not really true delineations between each vowel. It's almost like a spectrum, right? It's like a three-dimensional spectrum of sounds. Yeah.、So、even as listeners may notice, what we think of as a long a or a short a is not even necessarily what Rob is thinking of as a long a or short. <laughs> or a, I'm getting the、know? terminology wrong, which is <laughs> yeah.、Oh. This is probably actually Occam's razor. This is probably the most likely <laughs> thing happening for all of us. Yeah,、uh, none of us are are that good at this. <laughs> all right, so I, I wanted to Rob's、uh, also fantastic at us. You you keep your opinions about our show. <laughs> Rob's fantastic. Have you seen his show? Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, but I, I script it very heavily. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> Uh, of course, we we can't we could talk about this forever, but unfortunately, we, we can't because we have. Well, we, let's pretend we have lives and other things to do. But I also <laughs> found an interesting list of like words that supposedly we use here in the U U S, but you don't use in the U K. I'm really curious if you even know what these things are.、Oh, you know? Let's do it.、Uh, so let's check.、Uh, how about arugula? What is arugula? I have absolutely no idea. That, <laughs> you've made that up. That's fascinating. Arugula. Everyone in America knows lettuce. Actually, yeah. So in the UK,、uh, it's called rocket. Oh, okay. You know yeah. Okay. I, I heard the C sound there as a G, or, or is it rugula? Was it rucola? It's a G. Ah, okay.、Rugula. Right. It's, it's, it's like it's rucola sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think、uh, this kind of root is similar. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, what is it called in the UK? Rocket. Yeah, like, rocket? like a spaceship. Like, like a spaceship. <laughs> like <laughs> rocket, rocket man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. But sounds a lot more appealing. I imagine children in the UK eat a lot That's more arugula nice. than children here do. <laughs> oh, we need to. Ad- <gasps> That's what we point. should do. We should adopt that. Just make everything fun. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just- that's, that's right. Called carrots, like grain so, rockets. I've got to. I've got to see if you can <laughs> oh, right. guess this one. What do you think a backhoe is? A backhoe. Yeah. And that's one one word. It's one, one word. It's like a compound word. Can you use it in a sentence? Give it away. Uh, give the, that uh, backhoe. <laughs> now I, I guess I'm it. not like no. <laughs> no, I honestly, no, I'm, no. I, I have no <laughs> idea. Unless, unless it is a gardening implement, I have no idea. Mm, it's re- related, yeah. I might say something like, "I'm not licensed to operate this backhoe." Uh, a backhoe is, is this kind of a piece of construction equipment that that would dig, right? So it has this kind of shoveling arm on it to dig a hole. It's a backhoe. Oh, so is that what, just what we call a hoe? Or is that a different thing? Uh... I don't know. Is a hoe not a straight? I, I see here that in the UK, a, a hoe is a hoe is a hoe is just a a stick, the physical one, right? And then, well, a, a pole, and then at the end of it, you have sort of a, a right angle of metal, a bit like a shovel, and you sort of right. use it. And yeah, we have that. Small thing. We call, call that a hoe, hoe as well. Yeah. But that's not a backhoe. Yeah, yeah. A, ba- a backhoe is an extra. A backhoe level is, is a is a machine you can drive. I see. Right? Oh, so okay. a it's much a more substantial version. Gotcha. I, I see here in the UK, maybe it's called a digger or a mechanical. Oh, digger it's a digger. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> digger makes more it's sense. Kind of, I will say it's, that. It's say what you see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rob, what is a bellhop? Oh, okay. So I, I only know this from Heartbreak Hotel, I guess, from Elvis, Ooh. right? The bellhop's tears keep flowing, right? It's a, it's a bellboy, right? It's a, a hotel employee. Yeah, okay, exactly. Great. You might take your suitcase or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't say it, but I know what it is. What are the boondocks? Oh, the boonies. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's like the back and beyond, right? Yeah. I think it comes yeah. from a Filipino the, word someone was telling me. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does, yeah. So, so it uh, means, of course, kind of a rural or middle-of-nowhere type area. And yeah, it's actually the uh, Tagalog word for the mountains, right? Oh. That's nice. Yeah. That's, that's very nice. That's uh, different than I was perceived. I always perceived it boondocks as like the docks, sort of like a... <laughs> a swampy area. Yeah. And so you, you didn't know where they, they came from. You thought they were like No, uh, I'm really bad at geography. Something. So uh, any any is, any insight on why Filipino word is finding its way into um, you know everyday American speech? I I looked into I I didn't find any good explanations, but my sus, my assumption conjecture would be, you know, in the California area, we have a lot of like uh, East Asian immigration mm-hmm. there. And so there, if you were in the city, uh, going to the country air would very likely be a kind of mountainous area, you know. So probably the boondocks relative to Los Angeles, San Francisco, et cetera, was probably mm-hmm. kind of the mountainy area, you know. But if that's just gosh conjecture. darn immigrants affecting our language, I say. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because, of course, you don't see a lot of Filipino words, I don't think making their way into english no. you know so that's pretty that cool that could be a really fun episode because i do think that there's a i think that we would be surprised to learn how much we of might our, be that's uh, true yeah. yeah i mean how many how many uh, of the words that that i haven't known that you have known um 
are words that were brought into American English from immigrant communities, or not even immigrant communities, communities that were, that were, that were potentially right. there first. Yeah, um, yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. I, it's, it's a, a big, great it's a big reason lots, for differences, right? For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's one of the huge reasons uh, that American English sounds a little different from British English. You're absolutely right. Uh, Rob, what is chapstick? Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, we would call that lip balm, I think. Okay, great. Yeah. 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 This is, of course, one of those uh, situations where a brand name became the word for the thing, oh. like a Kleenex or something, you know. Uh, there, there's Band-Aid another example. Rather than plaster. Absolutely. We, which, why is it called a plaster? Because uh, you're plastering over a hole. I don't know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> a little bit too well, evocative. I, mean, they, <laughs> I prefer they were probably. I mean, they, they st- you still get plaster casts, right? Or plaster casts. Um, uh, isn't that when you break your arm and you have to put it in plaster? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why a plaster sounds like such an overreaction <laughs> for a cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, putting on a whole musical concert in aid of the Ethiopians seems like an excessive reaction to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh speaking of these kind of like brand name ones uh another one is dumpster actually originally was a brand name do you know what a dumpster is Rob? i do yeah it's um i mean what would we call it a dustbin i suppose or a yeah a skip maybe well i don't know because like yeah maybe a skip because the dumpster of course is the big one that would be outside of an apartment or a building or mm-hmm. something right yeah i mean i would i would so I would for that one bin, you would but, say but a bin. Bin's a, a sure. pretty good catch-all term, appropriately. All right, what are so cooties? So bin pandas? <laughs> Do you know they've got a really cute name here? Believe it or not, in Berlin we have raccoons. And I saw one the other day for the first oh, yeah? time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously... They're, they're, I don't want to call them invasive, because they're, they're kind of chill. But, Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they're called in German, they're called Waschbären, which means uh, uh-huh. wash bears. Wash bear. Because yeah, oh, you see adorable. them cleaning themselves. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supposedly it's from German this. German is such a cute language. Yeah, it really can they be. They have this it? strange behavior where they'll actually try to wash their food. You know, oh, so the idea maybe that's is it, it comes then. from this. Yeah, that, that makes even yeah. more sense. I'm thinking of that video of the raccoon uh, with the cotton candy who tries to wash it in water and then freaks out when it disappears. <laughs> so, so cute sad. and sad. <laughs> All right, Rob, what are cooties? Oh, so this is a, <laughs> a, a, a virulent and dangerous disease that one can catch um, from, from girls at school, right? Do you use it in the UK or do you have an equivalent? Uh, we have an equivalent. Um, oh, what is it? Or maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have an equivalent. I have here a strange word. I don't know if what it is is actually lurgy. Oh, what is the, lurgy? The lurgy. Yeah, the lurgy. A lurgy. lurgy. What is that? Yeah, I, I suppose it's a similar idea to, to cooties. It can be, but it's also what people will casually refer to as a kind of any illness. You know, if you've got a bit of a cold or whatever, you kind of got the <laughs> lurgy. But but that, that's the sort of euphemistic use for it. But also there is this sort of mythical <laughs> idea of lurgy being this, you know, terrible disease that you can catch. <laughs> Who knows how you're going to catch it? In a, way of, a good way of frightening children into, you know, staying away from certain behaviors, I guess. But uh, I, I, sure, I, I, yeah, seems to be appearing always... in every. We watch a lot of 
American television as, as children and uh, high school stuff. And yeah, Cooties comes up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah we watched some British Americans shows are just here filled too. With cooties. We're lousy with them. And there's some, there's like Peppa Pig, and then there's one other that I forget now, but there's a couple of really popular British children's shows for like very young Thomas children. Thomas the Train is and British. You, which one? Thomas the Train is a British. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that yeah. too. Cool. And then there's a third one that I can't remember. It's like two character names. Of course, I think Phineas and Ferb, one of them has a British accent as well. Yeah, but Ferb never talks. Yeah, so you <laughs> don't hear as much. <laughs> and therefore taciturn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the Teletubbies uh, are British. But anyways. As well, Teletubbies? They are yeah, British. That's true. Yeah. That little baby I, I in think... the sky. Mm-hmm. Adult. <laughs> and I've seen, like, when I was doing the research for this episode, I saw so many, like, moms uh, being like, yeah, it's really weird that my two-year-old has a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, right? So, like, there it's is purposeful. some impact to this. One of my uh, sister's children, one of my nephews, he sounds distinctly British, and we're not really <laughs> sure why. But we, we think it may be from these, uh, from these children's shows. How old is he? Uh, now he's seventeen, actually. So, uh, okay, but he's so that's carried a choice, it on. Actually, yeah, yeah that's no, a no. I mean, this has always been from, but made a choice to keep it. Sure, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds smarter, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, this one, this is probably one of the most stealth ones of these of all. Uh, copacetic. Do you know this mm. word? No. Can you say it for me again? Copacetic. So, for instance, you might say. Uh, uh, hey, how's things going? Uh, no problems. Everything's copacetic. Oh, no. Never heard that before. So we, we use this to mean just kind of like okay or cool or nothing wrong, something like that. It really looks like if you see it spelled, it looks like it's probably some Latin or the Romance languages. Mm-hmm. But it's actually from an old French Creole saying coming from like comme c'est sympathetique. <laughs> Wait, sympathique, you know? Oh, so like, uh, like it's oh, nice. Sympathique. Things are nice. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool. Kind of you know, um, into I, an English looking That's word. a good one. I like that. Did I tell you this, Russell? Uh, I, I have, um, uh, besides our D&D group, I also run another D&D group, D group with my family in the, uh, what? In. What a betrayal. Um, I've no. never been invited to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the town that they're in is actually called Copacetica. Oh, fascinating. Cool. And what made you decide to name it that? Um, it's uh, very heavy on the marijuana, and everybody is super chill all the time. So, uh, Copacetica. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a song. There's definitely an episode in that in the future, because there is a really famous like early 90s grunge song called Copacetic. Ooh. Uh, so definitely... We'll, in the future, we'll do a dive into those kinds of like uh, sneaky, uh, adapted, anglicized words, perhaps something mm-hmm. something weird like that. Uh, I I could do just a few more. I think. What is a nightcrawler, Rob? <laughs> An X Man. <laughs> what a else? Nightcrawler. Uh, uh-huh. the mind boggles. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even make a guess. <laughs> Uh, this is just a worm, and it's a pretty oh, common word for worm. It sounds like it's, it's like a very cuter. large worm. Yeah, generally they're a bit larger, 
Uh, but this is like, it's not like a funny thing we're saying as a metaphor. This is just what we oftentimes call worms, night crawlers. I used to hear that uh, they were called night crawlers because the people that catch them and sell them have to go out at night because that's when they come up. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, they're crawling around at night. Yeah. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. why. Uh, what does ornery mean? Ornery. Yeah. O-R-N-E-R-Y. Ornery. Uh, and, unless it's just a, a lazy way of saying ordinary, then I'm, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm really surprised. I'm very surprised that that's not a British Ornery. thing. Ornery. Go on. Yeah, who would have thought, right? Uh, uh, it just means... Cranky. Yeah, cranky. Cranky. He's ornery. Oh, like grumpy. Cranky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ornery. Sure. Ornery. Ornery, grumpy little... He's an ornery old man. Oh, oh, I like that. We have a good word, Mardi. Do you know the word Mardi? It's no. actually, I, I mean, it's actually, it's a highly of sort of regional word from a, a bit of the north of England that I, I happen to be from. Um, the, oh. But it, but it, it's actually. Do you have the word sulky? Do you know what that's? Yeah, yes. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's sulky, right? If someone's being mardy. It means they're they're whinging, mm. they're whining, and they're a bit sulky. Do you, do you, Would that have anything to do with maudlin? Well, it seems like, or maybe like close to like martyr, mm, something close to like the this deathy kind of. In, interesting. Roots, it could. Maybe it could be. Wart, I, I don't know. It sounds like linking yeah. it to maudlin is giving it a bit too much credit, but maybe. maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. True. I don't know. Fair. Like, yeah. Like I don't you'd know have, a mar, have a mard on would be to. <laughs> and actually, I just realised what that rhymes with, and it, it wasn't meant to. Cockney rhyming slang again. That is yeah, what we, everywhere. Yeah, that is what we would say. That, do you know? I don't know how famous the band Arctic Monkeys are outside of. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Really oh, they have a song very called Mardi Bum. I've even heard of them. Yeah. Anyway. Huh? No, I, I didn't know about that. That's song. very interesting. Cool. All right, just a few more. Kind of long. Yeah. But, just uh, just a I couple mean, more. I want yeah. to do real quick. So uh, rambunctious. Oh, okay, yeah, that's. I think I know this one. It it's um, lively, I suppose, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's fair. Yeah, boisterous, boisterous. Lively. That's a better word. Uh, skosh. How about skosh? Skosh. What is a skosh? S <laughs> k o s h. I have no idea. I bet I would say it's skosh. It's though. like a little. It's like a. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like a little amount. Just just a little oh, bit. A just a skosh of, of cream in my coffee. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You know. Uh, just just a just a little boob node. <laughs> a boob node. <laughs> tidbit. <laughs> and, and if maybe finally, uh, there's a lot here that's like I'm like okay, this is these are pretty niche. But what about stroller? What is a stroller? Oh, I think we'd call that a push chair or a pram. Would we? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. You I've heard pram. I haven't heard push chair. Yeah. That's well, cool. so so push chair is very specifically when the child is sort of sitting up um, and, and facing oh. outwards. That would be a push chair. Um, yeah. Oh. And the pram is you know when and they're sort of lying down, pushing them along as you per- gotcha. per- perambulate. <laughs> sure. yeah. Perambulate. Make a distinction or not? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, there's there's so many more here, I, and we'll move on. I think, but. I'm just wondering, Rob, I mean, are you surprised? I was so surprised that there were that many differences between uh, UK and American English that I never knew about. And especially these, this idea that there are whole words that actually we don't both know and both have on either side. Like, we're not even aware of these words, like ornery. Yeah. You know? I, 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 it is amazing. It, it does give credence to, you know, the, the famous Bernard Shaw quote about us being 
two countries separated by a common language. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Obligatory to mention it. I, <laughs> I understand that you would not know a lot of British English words. I think but that's I true. thought I'd yeah. probably got most of the American words, uh, you know, I, I'd have heard most of them by now because of the amount of American culture that, that we come across. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was really surprised that you managed to come up with so many that I just hadn't come across at all. Well, we're going yeah, to be having a lot fewer uh, American media storms in the future, considering that <laughs> no uh, one's writing anything. <laughs> Actors Guild just joined the Writers Guild on strike. True. Don't you well, dare well, scab you! Yeah, Brits. I know. I I, I well, worry be, about that. I genuinely worry about that. I, th- I, I think our, our own uh, yeah artistic output might well go up during the course of this. Yeah. We'll probably all I'll just start watching like K dramas and stuff yeah. instead. I guess <laughs> who knows what kind of impact that'll have on the language. Uh, speaking of Korea, Korea is a country that is not in Europe, but it's, in a weird way, it feels like it should be. I can't explain what I mean by that, but I feel like as much as Australia, Korea should just like be an honorary European <laughs> Europe country. Uh, but I doubt that they would want to. It's <laughs> fair point, yeah. Mm. Uh, but of course, on this podcast, we don't just talk about uh, American and British music. We also talk about well, British music today as well. Again, <laughs> <laughs> in a segment about Eurovision, which we will talk about after the break. Are you, Are you tired, tired of this reality? Us too. How about, How about once, once a week, week you take, take a break, break and visit a different, different reality? reality? In Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, we bring you a comedy podcast full of ghosts, werewolves, gentle vampires, and Frankenstein monstrosities made of 72 people stitched together. And somehow, that's not even the strange stuff. A proud member of the Podmoth Network. Every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. There's nothing wrong with your audio. I've been a ghost this whole time. Shyamalan Twist! So on this podcast, we also talk about, because I insist, Eurovision. And this week, this week we are talking about, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, UK, uh, the UK <laughs> in 2023. Uh, the UK in 2023 was represented by May Muller uh, with the song, I Wrote a Song. Gentlemen, how did we feel about this? <laughs> Well, I, I thought we could bring Rob on here and make him apologize to us <laughs> to, and to everyone. <laughs> He's in Germany. He has nothing to apologize for. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, not not uh, responsible in any way. I, I, sh- I feel I should make a declaration here that I'm a big Eurovision fan. And I, yeah. I've been four times, which I believe is a record for a heterosexual <gasps> man. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> four times. Did you go did you go to Liverpool? No, I didn't, because I've been to Liverpool and oh, I didn't no. fancy it. Uh, <laughs> sure. Lose <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the mystique when they hold it yeah. in Europe. Yeah, well, I mean, when it, it, yeah, it is it, actually uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know actually the last one I was at was at Tel Aviv, which is a few years ago and then <gasps> oh, wow, that must have been a great party. It was, it was smashing. It's all it always is. It always is an absolute riot. Um mm-hmm. and I have opinions about May Muller's song. I did not like it from the moment I first heard it. <laughs> uh, I, d- I don't think it's a bad song. I don't. I just don't think it's a good. It's, oh, it's not a good Eurovision song. 
I, yeah, I, I think bad. it is a bad song. I think that it is a lying song because she it, she co-wrote it. She did not write the song. No way. The it one thing that she promises producers. is a lie. Yeah, the one thing that she promises, <laughs> she lied about. She completely lied about. Uh, wow. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, this came in 25th place. Um, out of 26, yeah. I think they scored 29 points total. But um, but it did make it to the final, right? And which is a travesty. Well, no, it did. I mean, you've got because to bear in mind. it's one of the big Yeah, five. so Britain gets a free pass every year mm-hmm. to the final. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, of, we've covered this a little bit before. Uh, but in Eurovision, there are five countries that get a free pass to perform. They don't have to pass the um, the... Uh, the bar of the semifinals, which is why, and probably the only reason why, that we have had uh, acts that have gotten zero points before. Yeah, uh, those have all been big five countries. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, they would use they would benefit from a little more selection pressure, right? They're really coasting, not really trying mm-hmm. that hard with their submissions. Oh, yeah. And this was internally like. selected. We can't even bl- blame the British public because this was not voted on. This was internally selected by the BBC. This was done by the same people that chose Sam Ryder who came second uh, last year and and you know they yeah. found a winning formula there uh, and they tried to replicate it this time and and did not. They did not. They no, which I did mention to Russell if we uh, run out of things to talk about uh, with this song because it is extremely boring. Um, <laughs> the a performance, Sam Ryder's performance at uh, Euro- at Eurovision this year, I it, it made me cry, yeah. and then I uh, watched it again, and then I cried again, um, and then I sent it to my sister, and then we both cried. <laughs> it was <laughs> Mountain was a gorgeously gorgeous song beautiful performance absolutely probably the best thing that the uk did for uk eurovision this year we should we should have, we should have entered him again really i mean he, he's a he's an <laughs> absolute star adorable man yeah uh yeah love him oh, it worked seems for so lovely mm-hmm. who was it sweden who just won a second uh title with the same artist yeah yeah it's only happened twice i think yeah people people <laughs> love familiarity you know like uh it's probably a good strategy everyone should just keep entering the same the same person until they win you know it's like <laughs> it's like yeah you were just saying rob in your uh video about like beautiful and ugly languages like we tend to like the sound of languages we're familiar with yeah you know which is interesting because actually English language songs haven't been particularly well represented as winners of the the past few years. Well, before this year, which I think the song was in English, but but actually uh, yeah. songs not in English have, have done quite well in the past decade or so. Yeah, I, I think that's mm-hmm. been quite a twist. Mm. But yeah, I mean, there was uh, uh, Ukraine and then before that there was Monoskin. And I don't know what was before that. Do you happen to know like three years back, Hannah? Oh shoot! Um, so it was hosted, I believe. I'm going to actually Google this. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. That's, that's I should a good have idea. this off the top of my head. It's my... Oh, it was a really, a really, <laughs> it was a really Mayacola. dull um, entry that by. Uh, no, no, I'm, I might be wrong here. I won't, I won't say anything. 
Unless it was, it, it, I mean, because well, I wasn't, it, it wasn't well, Netta. Was I think it? we're having a little trouble because that's Netta. the that's the year we missed for uh, COVID. So before that, then <laughs> right was, so it was uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, of course, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a really dull. It was a really dull one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think before in English, that, of course, though. Israel. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was in English. It was very. Chicken. It was in English. Yeah, it was. It was mm-hmm. bizarre and excellent. I can't even do it. Netta, Netta is just Netta. Um, oh yeah, and then before that was Portugal, and they sp- uh, he sang in Portuguese. Yeah. Amar okay. pelos yeah. dois. Yeah. I, yeah, it's beautiful. I think the general trend, as far as I can tell, is like interestingly, it seems like maybe more songs are in English just to try to catch the international mm-hmm. audience, but at the same time, like songs in native languages are maybe starting to win more often. You know? Yeah, uh, that is very recent. Um, I think that we uh, was it your, the Eurovision movie, the one with Will Ferrell, does make a little bit of a reference to this. Yeah. Uh, in if you want a shot to win, then you can't sing in your native language. You have to sing in English. Yeah. I'm Which, very I mean, very happy that that's changing. You've got to give it to Mae Muller. She does sing in her native language, which I think is nice. <laughs> it might have added at least some mystique factor if she'd done it in in, in Albanian, though. Well, I mean, the UK, or let's see, the United Kingdom, yeah. I always get confused which thing is just England and which thing is the other territories oh, but it's tricky you you guys do have like welsh and you've got some other languages you've got some other options there that never That's get true. represented true, yeah. no, I, I don't yeah. know that we've ever seen gaelic yeah, yeah we could do yeah we could do uh, what gaelic yeah yeah welsh uh cornish Irish? cornish is somewhat Cornish. Yeah. Cornish is a language. Yeah. Well, yes. It's yeah. It, <laughs> it's actually, pop, it's pop, pop, technically pop, 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 like popcorn. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a Brythonic um, Gaelic oh. language, like Welsh and Breton, and it's uh, I think it's the 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 last native speaker of it died a couple of hundred years ago. Mm. It's one of those ones that very there are still people talking. There's wow. still people speaking it, but they are speaking it very much out of choice to try to preserve yeah. it. Cool. And, and this is, I, I presume this is like a less uh, French and Romance language influence language than English. Oh, actually, it's got quite a lot of uh, French influence. Yeah. Hmm. Interestingly. Cool. Cause, cause, oh, cause the, from the Norman invasion? Well, no, no, because the, the Celts um, and the Gauls are kind of the same people, right? You know, the, you know how um, Wales is called Pays de Gaulle in, in French. You know, it's land of the, the I did Gauls. Not know the word, that. The word Gaelic is related to the word Gallic, oh, no, the Gauls. Oh. So these are the same people. So there's actually a quite a big cultural link between Gaelic languages and, and culture and northern France, uh, it, more so than, than England. Mm. Gaelic, Gallic. Yeah, it's right there. I never thought about it, but yeah. Really yeah, it's cool. not. It's not obvious. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is May Muller? Uh, is she from London? Is she? Uh, does she speak the Gaelic languages? <laughs> Did she have other options? <laughs> Did you grow up with her? Did you meet her? <laughs> I, you guys I friends? Down and, you and say that she does not speak Welsh. Uh, I mean, Ooh, yeah. she <laughs> sings very, very de- deliberately uh, in a Southern English, actually an estuary accent in this song. Like, oh, we've, like okay. we've already talked about, you know, there's these repetitions yeah. of tonight that comes up a lot with the glottal stops, mm-hmm. a lot of glottal stops. Sure. And then I'm better now cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. I, I was surprised reading the comments on the YouTube videos and stuff. This song was actually pretty well liked and received. I think it even maybe charted in the UK. Uh, I think believe the it highest not. it reached was number nine on the singles chart, but it debuted at 30. She's, yeah. she's, 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 she's Again, quite well known, that. you know, she's a, yeah, she's mm -hmm. got a following. Which, okay. you know, so, and yeah, she's, she's like a professional, successful vocalist, which was surprising when you see the live performance, because a lot of people say that's really what tanked her, you know, like, I don't know if you're watching the live uh, performance, but it, it's not the worst. We we just did Blanca from Poland last week, and her vocals were very bad in person, but May's were not good, you know? I think she was let down by the staging, to be honest, because so much about her performance is the way she interacts with the camera, and the performance was mm. all wide shots, and you just didn't get yeah, any of that. Yeah, and that was I one agree. of the great things about the Sam Ryder performance was the way he was, you know, chuckling along with the camera, throwing these smiles around and stuff. And it was really sort of intimate. He's a really charismatic Yeah, and dude. she's charismatic. Um, but, the, mm. but they didn't use that. And that seemed like a major dropping of the ball, in my opinion. I think it's very true. Like, sometimes with these, I, you know, I've talked about it before, like where they use the projection, they do something on the screen. Sometimes they use it to really good effect. Sometimes it really seems like they, they're depending on it too much and they're getting kind of lazy. And I, I felt like that was the deal with Mae Muller, where they had all, all these very interesting like visuals of her head doing weird stuff behind her. <laughs> and like you say, it forced them to do a wide shot. And Mae Muller herself, she was moving, but not enough that it picks up on a wide shot. So she really seems pretty dull. Yeah. Just standing there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why show these? Rob, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, we we so rarely have um, Eurovision fans. Did you have a favorite performance this year? Oh, you know, it's one of those things. Like as soon as the event's over, I tend to forget every yeah. single <laughs> thing about it. I know that I did. I right, definitely did have right. some you favorites. Lorene was not my favorite. Um, mm -hmm. I know that much. Ah, uh, I, I, well, yeah, yeah, I just the can't. Fan I can't, I can't favorite. Remember. Okay, the fan cool. favorite for most people was uh, Cha Cha. Oh like, no, that was the, good. that was the like, one that should have. I still won, had that right? in my head several days later, which which is which is yeah. a sign that a, oh, that, yeah. a, that it was a good one. Yeah, that was so good. I mean, all the years tend to merge in to one another <laughs> as well. It's oh yeah, so I mean, true. you don't have a podcast where you uh, dissect week by week every performance, so um, it makes sense that it isn't stuck in your head. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> How did you feel about Germany this year? Well, it came last. And, <laughs> and that's not I've already I will tell you that I thought it was way better than finishing last. I actually thought it was. Yeah. I actually thought they really engaged with the competition. It was fun, uh, and I don't know mm -hmm. why it did quite as badly as it did. But I forgot. Someone remind it. me what was Germany's this year? Blood and glitter. Ah, uh, yeah, sin. yeah. I think so it's a great Eurovision song. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really over the top, and it's also refreshingly not, you know, just middle-of-the-road Swedish-style pop, as most mm -hmm. people go with. So, yeah, I, I agree. I really appreciate them. I understand why they didn't win, but I appreciated their performance a lot, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is also one of the performances where the live was actually a bit better than the music video, which I always, to me, that's like the mark of, like, Eurovision... Mm -hmm. uh, 
goodness, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I will say, I don't think that anybody but Sweden had a shot, uh, just because uh, the next year is the 50th anniversary of ABBA's performance. Like, it had to be. Oh, it had to be Sweden. Oh, that's nice. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it's on people's minds. That's interesting. Okay, well, uh, I, I think we should uh, let everyone go. So, uh, <laughs> particularly long episode. We really apologize to, to Rob. <laughs> I've enjoyed every second. Oh, sorry, Let's Rob. I know you're you're well into your evening by now. Thank you so much for uh, for spending so much time with us. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks yeah. so much for having me on. I had so much fun. Uh, tell tell everyone again, you know, uh, what you do, where they can find you, and maybe anything you recommend they start with, whatever you like. Yeah, sure. I, so I, I have a, a YouTube channel called Rob Words, where I promise to talk about nothing more than just wordy stuff. I mean, if, 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 it, I, <laughs> if something catches my interest and in, I'll make a little video about it. But um, if, if you want to watch a man getting enthusiastic about words, then it's a good place to go. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as Rob Words YT. <laughs> Thanks again so much for coming on, Rob. That was that was really probably the most fun I've ever had. Uh and uh you can find us, of course, here, but also you can go to podmoth.network, find our other uh affiliated podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram. Uh we recently started TikTok. You can go there and search for getting down and wordy and find some additional materials. And uh yeah, I mean just give us a Google. We have a link tree now, so if you Google us, you'll probably find our link tree, and that'll link to everything that we do. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and uh, stay nerdy. Does that sound cool? Yes. Well, I mean, it sounds nerdy. <laughs> Should go and stay wordy, perhaps. Have we'll a great day, it. dorks. <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. You really <laughs> nag them into listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs>